and when we lose by 21 to UVA this week, it's the groans are going to get louder. You've Not lost four that. games in a row in Lane Stadium for the first time in program history. We're gonna lose. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna lose five in a row. I mean, we're gonna lose. I I understand <laughs> that. I'm not arguing that. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Yak Sports. I'm Joe Deck. Leland McRae is with me, and Leland. The thing that's on everybody's mind in Augusta County right now, the one team we have left in the playoffs won big last week over William Campbell, 49-14, to 14, and punched their ticket to yet another state semifinal against yeah, and it's, Essex. Yep, sets up a you know state semifinal rematch from last year, and that's a little interesting. In 1A, both the games are rematches. Riverheads, Essex, Galax, Chilawi, and uh, it's the same games as last year in the state semifinals, except the different team is hosting. So it's just kind of interesting, kind of mirror images of each other. Also interesting, both these teams won the state semi last year, and both teams have only lost one game since. Chilawi losing the state championship, Riverheads losing in uh, week three or four earlier this season. And uh, so both have been on a roll, and everybody all season of kind of saying, like, it's destined that those two teams will face each other. But Essex is not a pushover, and Galax is definitely not a pushover for Chilawi. So it, it should be an interesting with, week with two good state semifinals. I know you feel differently about the Riverheads-Essex one, but I think the Galax-Chilawi game could be a really incredible game. It was a great game last year. I think it was like 25-21. Uh, we listened to it on the radio as we were leaving the Essex game last year, and uh, I think that one could come right down to it again. I agree with you about Galax and Chilawi. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you and I kind of went back and forth on this Saturday uh, through text, and so I guess I'll just enlighten the podcast listeners to my opinions on it. Yeah, it's, Riverheads, good that, it's good that our texts aren't public just offhand. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Riverheads had a rematch of the region semifinal from last year. They had a rematch of the region final from last year. They're going to have a rematch of the state semifinal from last year, and if Things so according to Chalk, they'll have a rematch of last year's state championship. I think none of those are exciting because I think the only reason the state semifinal was close last year was because Riverheads played the worst game they had ever played all year that year, that game, and they still won. So this Riverheads team is better than that team. Uh, I think they're going to not play their worst game of the year against Essex in the state semifinal. I think they're going to handle Essex. I think it's going to be a blowout. And then they'll probably play Chilawi, a team they beat by 49 in the state championship last year, and now they have a better team, and so they're going to beat them by 49 again. Uh, it's not exciting for me. I get why you're excited and Riverheads is excited because it's smooth sailing to another state championship uh, for Riverheads and the Gladiators. But from, you know, and look, while I root for our schools uh, selfishly when I have to work the games, I want them to be good games. And so... I don't think we're signing up for a good game. I was kind of hoping Northumberland was going to win because it would be a different team to prepare for. Um, they've played Essex, I think you said the last three years now. So This is the third year in a row, yeah. Yeah, they know what to expect from Essex. Uh, I, I don't know what we're getting here that we haven't gotten before. So I'm not excited about it. I think it's ridiculous. I think Essex is fake. I think they're going to get killed. I think it's cool that Essex thinks last year they were the better team. Uh, I know you were listening to the broadcast, and they said that last year Essex was the better team and lost. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, that is not what I saw last year. That's not what I saw. I saw, I saw Riverheads that, yeah. make multiple mistakes, and Essex still not be able to win that game. So 
sorry, you're not the better team. Uh, and Essex, you're going to find out just how much you're not the better team when you play. And if you want to give this to Essex for bulletin board material, fine. Essex, spoiler alert, you're losing by three scores. Joe Deck has no affiliation with Riverheads High School in the past or in the future. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We, uh, <laughs> I'll agree and disagree with some parts of that. As for the game last year, Riverheads was the better team. Riverheads did play probably their worst game of the season last year. I mean, a touchdown was taken off the board right before halftime. Um, there was the ball for just mystery. slipped out. Go ahead. For mystery. That that was a bad touchdown yeah, was that was taken call. off the board. It was a bad call. It, yeah, it was a bad call. And, but Riverheads moved on and, and kept playing, and that, that's what it takes. Officials are part of the game, and it's something that could go either way. Uh, Riverheads was obviously the better team. I think they outgained them. I mean, Essex outgained Riverheads in penalty yards, and that it that was really tough to watch last year. It was one of the worst uh, behavior games I've ever seen last year. It was kind of disgusting to watch. And and really, I think there was only one personal foul on Riverheads, and then it was in the middle of a bunch on Essex. Kind of felt like it was a makeup kind of situation. Um, but uh, hopefully it's not the case this year. Two years ago when these two teams played, it was a clean-looking game. There wasn't too much uh, nonsense, so I'm hoping we get back to that. The similarity from that game two years ago and last year and what will happen this year is K.J. Dameron's going to get the ball a heck of a lot for Essex. He leads the team in carries, leads the team in all-purpose yards. The difference in this year's matchup is that Essex is running double wing. Essex has run spread and all sorts of stuff these last couple of years, run some wildcat with Dameron. Now they're running double wing, and so will be a different look. Is it a look that Riverheads is very familiar with and knows how to stop? Yeah, but it's a different look. So it will be a little bit different than these past two years. I just do get concerned when I look on the other side of the field and see that many good athletes. And it's Essex. Essex has been into the state playoffs so many times, year in, year out. Um, they've been state runner-up four times, state semis uh, ten times. They know what they're doing. This is the coach that's taken them to most of those. So I'm just not going to roll over on Essex and say that they have no chance and they're just going to get rocked this week because they've, uh, they've been here too many times. And and I think my argument here when we talked on text was this is the sexier matchup. This is the matchup that's easier for us to sell on radio. This is what's going to keep listeners on the, listening to us on Friday night because they know who Essex is. And hey, Essex has been to Manny Pacquiao's never beaten Floyd Mayweather. Can't wait to watch Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather again. Oh, wait, no one's saying that. I hate both those guys, so I don't want to compare either one of these teams to those guys. But I just, in so many other sports, the ratings prove, the Cowboys get the highest ratings each and every week, and they're not always good. Uh, the big team, the Lakers, even when they're terrible, get good ratings. So it's about the, it was my argument, it's the sexier matchup. It's the matchup that's easier to keep people tuned in on. It's the matchup that even though it's 21 nothing going in the second quarter, people might stick around a little bit longer. Uh, if it's Northumberland, people just fans, change and go. If they're Riverhead fans. A neutral I, is not going to stay and listen to that game when Riverheads. I, I hate to. I well, hate I'm to just saying if there's a neutral <laughs> out there, they're not listening if it's 21 nothing Riverheads because they know how this ends. Yeah, maybe so. I just I think it's the it's the more interesting matchup for people to tune into. For me and you, maybe not. But I don't 
consider us common fans by any means. Not too many people listening to us host their own podcast and, and, and you know, push their families aside to talk on a podcast every week. So I, I, I get what you're saying. I get your point. We might just be arguing semantics at, at one point. I just think it's the more interesting matchup than what Northumberland would have been. I kind of also think the similar outcome if this game is tight, then maybe the Northumberland game would have been tight. If this game is not tight for Riverheads, then I don't think the Northumberland game would have been tight. So it's just how I look at it. I talked to a few people that went to the Essex game last week. They said they thought Northumberland probably wins that game on a dry field. Interesting point. It's hard cool. to that. Wow, that's what I want to hear is that the better team maybe didn't win. <laughs> but yeah, no, Essex is definitely a sexier matchup. The better team lost. No wonder Leland's pumped about it. <laughs> In the final, though, I'm going to say I hope I hope Riverheads gets Chalawi. And that can be bulletin board material, oh and I am a Riverheads guy. Oh, my gosh. I, I like the rematch. I also yeah. – something makes me nervous about co- uh, about that coach from Galax and having him again. Yeah, a- I would hate to have a good state championship game to call. <laughs> Man, I, I want to watch another 50-point beatdown. That would be I- so exciting. I personally am more worried about Mark Dixon than I am Jeff Robinson. If I'm comparing the two coaches, oh um, I, you know, Galax ha- held Riverheads to nothing in a state championship game. It was seven, six final uh, a couple years ago. I, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> I want to see a Galax Riverheads game. I want to see a good game. I don't want to see Chalawi get in there and get absolutely smoked. Now, to be fair, the last time Riverheads and Galax did play was the next year, and Riverhead smoked them. So uh, okay. maybe I'm wrong in my assessment, but that's what's up. Um, Chill Howie, Galax, I do want to spend a second on that because I think it's going to be a really good matchup. It's a shame they happen at the same time. I, I get why the VHSL does it for simplistic sake. Everybody's plays Saturday at 1 or 2 or 1.30. Um, but it would be very cool to see this game or at least hear this game separately from ours. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for schools to travel on a Friday night with school being on a Friday. So, yeah, I I get it. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on that. I mean, yeah, it would be cool if we could, you know, listen to it. But, you know, look at it from your standpoint, Leland. You get to look up scores and give updates during the game. I get to be distracted. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, The other game that I think of people around here are they're still following East Rock from everybody I talk to. They really... Wonder if East Rock can win the whole thing if they are that good. Uh, this is going to be a big test. Goochland's a very good football team. Uh, I, you know, East Rock's got to be going into that one expecting a great game for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good game against Goochland for East Rock. I think they will win that game. And I think the best news for East Rock is the three-time defending champion on the other end of the bracket got knocked out by Radford. So good win for the Bobcats. But I think that helps East Rock as well because Appomattox is really, really good. Not saying Radford's not, and Graham's not. I mean, uh, Radford's got to get by Graham. So I, I could see good. either one They're of those good. teams. Yeah, I, I could see any four of the teams getting in the state championship. I think that's how close 2A is. Um, 1A, I don't know. I, I'm hoping against hope that Galax will win, but I think Chilawi will win. And Riverheads is definitely going to win. So uh, 1A, the championship is decided. It was decided when the playoff brackets were released. It was really decided before the season even started. So cool yep why even play the game three I, class three amen. is a really good bracket too with phoebus playing Culpeper county heritage lynchburg versus lord botetot that's that's a heck of a little bracket there too heritage lord botetot's cool Culpeper is gonna get hammered 
by yeah, Phoebus. But, I mean, come but Phoebus on. being there is a big name. I mean, yeah, no, Phoebus, there. Phoebus yeah. will be in the state championship. Cole Pepper, congratulations on making it to a state semifinal. See your way out the door. I was surprised with some of the blowouts from last weekend in those region championships. Um, maybe not necessarily surprised with ours as much, but uh, surprised like Galax just blowing them out and um, just some of the other scores that came through. I was surprised how wide open it was, but we move on. I do want to hit uh, high school volleyball real quick. Riverheads, uh, we talked about the state championship for two weeks on here. Uh, they finally got to play it. Riverheads came up short. Patrick Henry, a very good team, uh, but a great season for the Gladiator uh, ladies there. They bring a lot of talent back. That's a volleyball team we're going to be talking about next year, and that'll be in this uh, Shenandoah district that has uh, uh, Wilson, who's very good and should be you know, back to playing very good volleyball. Um, they played very good this year. They had that uh, terrible injury at the end of the year to their, uh, one of their best players draft is always strong. So it's, it's looking up. Uh, I mean, I mean, it is up. It's always, it's been up, but volleyball in the area is really good, but just kind of wanted to say on here to wrap the volleyball season up, you know, great season to riverheads and uh, looking forward to seeing them play next year. Yeah. They had a good season. Uh, you know, it's tough to lose in the state championship and I'm sure they would have liked to have had more competitive match than getting swept there in the sets, but you know, I mean, that's how it happens. Sometimes Patrick Henry is, was yep. a good team and uh, Riverheads has a lot to build off of. Like you said, fairly young. They have a lot of people returning, so that'll, yep. that'll help them. I mean, they're losing some good pieces. I mean, they have oh, two, sure, really sure, good, sure. two really good seniors. I'm not trying to minimize them. Those will be holes, but, uh, every team has holes. I mean, that's how you have mm-hmm. to look at that. And so, uh, they have a lot to deal with and that's good. Happy for that coach, you know, watching her play. Uh, I really watched her play a lot coming through cause she was uh, playing when some of my cousins were playing. And so, uh, really fun to watch her coaching now too. And, uh, her have to be a little more professional and, uh, <laughs> when things are going good and bad. Uh, and it's, it's funny to see them see people grow up, I guess. Let's talk about, uh, college football. We've pushed probably buried the lead enough. Yeah, but, we have. Hey, we were wrong. We Joe were wrong. Us. We were dead wrong. Man, we were wrong. But I we were it. almost <laughs> right, but we were wrong. Yeah, it feels so good being wrong. <laughs> Tech wins 34-31 in overtime. A hundred times these teams have met. Tech and UVA, and a hundred times this first overtime game. Tech wins it. They get the field goal in the first part of overtime, and then force the fumble. Well, receive the fumble in the second. I was going to say uh, in the bottom half, <laughs> and they win. So that's great. It wasn't quite a butt fumble, but <laughs> oh man, these guys are something else over there in Charlottesville. Uh, really amazing. Thank you for keeping the ball hopes alive. I didn't think it was possible. Uh, when we had the 14 point lead, I felt pretty good, but in the back of my mind, I really knew that Virginia tech wasn't a second half team. They proved it again this week, almost blowing this thing. They, they actually got multiple opportunities at the end of the game because UVA got conservative. Um, I guess, the offensive coordinator was thinking the passing game was working too well. So <laughs> let's go to the run and um, yeah. Virginia tech for the first time all season had been, was able to tackle the running back. So they had to settle for a field goal when they got the ball at the 12, when they threw that pick with like yeah. two minutes left, I was like, well, ball game, like yeah. cool. Yeah. Glad Ryan Willis got to be the one that drove the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> uh, hats off, but UVA, the defense held, uh, and credit to the defense because I'll I'll be honest. In that moment, I thought for sure UVA scoring a touchdown, putting this one to bed. I've also railed against the defense basically the entire season because they have been miserable to watch. Yeah, this game included uh, at, at parts. But hey, they did enough. They got the stop, and Ryan Willis did what he needed to do to get him down the field to tie the game. And in overtime, 
we didn't move the ball, but we got a field goal. <laughs> Overtime <laughs> rolls really helped us. Yeah. And then UVA, <laughs> UVA fumbles the ball. Yep. After passing it, they decide to go back to the run. They got down to the 12 again or somewhere near there uh, with a huge pass play. So naturally you go to the run and you fumble the ball and Virginia Tech gets it and storms the field like they should. I mean, my goodness, this team yeah, is so bad. Yeah. This team is so bad to get a win. Wow. And if if they beat Marshall, which, by the way, I'm in no way guaranteeing and would not be surprised to watch them lose Saturday against Marshall. Uh, if they if they do win and get into a bowl game, they will absolutely lose their bowl game. In fact, the ACC may win zero bowl games because this conference is absolute diaper. Clemson has a shot to win a semifinal. Yeah, Clemson will win a semifinal, but they're not going to win the national championship. No, um, no. And watching Pitt get absolutely embarrassed by Miami was yeah. like, wow. Now, I know that game meant absolutely zero to Pitt because they've clinched the coastal Miami's already just, clinched the ball game. Do they just stay down there? Or do they just drive up the coast and get ready? Who cares? <laughs> I, my gosh. Don't even go to the game because Clemson's just going to mollywop you. It's going to be even worse than the Miami game. People said that. People said Clemson was going to roll us one year and it ended up being a good game. So Pitt, Pitt will come out alive. Herndon will do some great things there. That's what I have. They're going to get in. killed. At 14 nothing, friend of the show, Jeff Wright. And, I mean, I'll, I'll call him friend of the show. He might not claim that. But uh, not former now. guest. <laughs> former guest. He came up to us and had plenty to say about UVA not being ready to play in that game. And I, I wasn't arguing with anything that he said because I was pretty giddy that they were at 14 nothing. It did not surprise me at all that they came back. And I believe you and I said that while he was standing there. Yeah. Saying, no, I mean, this game ain't over. We're terrible on defense. We're worse in the second half. And that's exactly what happened. They scored 31 points in the second half. Here's the bad news, Leland. We blew a 14-point lead in the second half. That was still arguably the best second half we have played all year. Yeah, because we still scored. <laughs> we we are dreadful in the second yeah, half. And here's, here's another not-so-fun fact for the ACC. Virginia Tech's wins William & Mary non-conference. That's it right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fact. I'm not gonna argue lose, fact. If we lose to Marshall, yikers. Which, by the yeah. way, Marshall did blow no, Old Dominion out. So Old uh, Old Dominion fired their coach. Uh, beating Virginia Tech didn't save his job. Yeah, it gave Mickey Matthews a contract extension, but uh, at, at ODU they got rid of him. I guess the expectations rose too high. Um, we'll have to talk about other coaches coming up too. How ironic. Uh, no tech one, plays. No one's going to lose their job in Blacksburgs. <laughs> I hope, I'd hope not. <laughs> I was saying it before, I guess one game changed your mind, but that's fine. Marshall game is Saturday at noon. Uh, just for those of you guys that do listen to us and the podcast and listen to us on Friday nights and, and Saturday afternoons when it's appropriate on the AM station, we will play the tech game, but you can find us online, ESPN1240theboss.com, or tune in radio by searching WTUN. And if anybody you know is trying to listen to the football game on Saturday for Riverheads, tell them what I just said. And uh, also tell them about our podcast to follow it and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, so UVA moves on to a bowl game now, so they, they don't have to play a game next week. Uh, I thought our uh, friend of the show, uh, Mike Barber, had a great tweet saying how people making fun of Virginia tech for buying a potential uh, bowl game by scheduling Marshall is the worst um, fake news on the internet. Absolutely. Correct. Virginia tech oh, yeah, deserves to have a 12th game and it's yeah. 
while it is an embarrassing look in the end, it's it is the fair thing. It's 12 games. They earn it. ECU went and scheduled somebody else. It wasn't up to Virginia Tech. So they had to go find somebody. It just looks bad. And I acknowledge that and I get that. But it's completely legal within the rules. Nothing wrong with it. I agree. I don't have a problem with them scheduling a 12th game. Um, I would have liked to beat in a team like ODU or Georgia Tech or Pitt or really anyone in the last four games before this one to not have to worry about it. But, you know, then the breaks. So um, I also want to take this moment to say Luther Matty, delete your Twitter. Um, Because he was saying, you know, all these, quote, fans who left the game early at Lane Stadium never come back. Like, cool. I just want you to know you should be happy that anyone goes and watches those games the way they played the four home games before that. What person in their right mind was thinking, oh, Ryan Willis is going to lead us down the field and win? He had just turned the ball over the drive before, and our offense totally stalled. In fact, had Keen not went up and caught a 50 50 ball, we would have lost this game. Keen absolutely made that catch. What that was play. not a good what pass. A play. That was awesome. What yeah, it was a heck of a catch by Keen to go up there and take it away from the defender because that was not a good pass. So let's get that out of the way. But I hate these. And UVA fans, you can tell the sour grapes from them. Oh, the Hokie fans leaving, they should be ashamed. We're like, okay, well, you guys should they be ashamed. They don't even come to their game. Yeah, They're you guys should be ashamed. You lost 15 times in a row to Virginia Tech, including some really, really bad Virginia Tech teams, this yeah. one included. No uh, you UGA should be ashamed. fan can talk about anybody not sitting in our stands. That's just a At dead least hole. the games get sold out and then people leave. You're, you yes. don't even sell them out. While I was a student, I would never leave. But as I've Yeah, I up, wouldn't I leave the game people, early. But for people that want to beat traffic and are tired of watching yeah, this team I, just totally crap the bed, I get it. I've laid off of people leaving the game early. I, it, I, I don't enjoy the look, especially in the game that we still came back and won. But fine. Now they have a story of what they missed, and that's fine. And because I called my, uh, this is a decent story. When we played Nebraska at Tech, and my brother-in-law, the Nebraska fan, was there, I called him with a couple minutes to go, and I was like, "Dude, you guys won. We're gonna meet where I told you. Keep your mouth shut. I'm not gonna rip Hokie fans off of you if you get in a fight because you're bragging." Right. And then all of a sudden, Tyrod did it, Mikey, and it was awesome. And so it was a lot easier walking up to him then. But yeah. I would I considered that game over at that time. So I, I do not have that I, big a problem with people leaving. It's not the greatest look, but it, it, it is what it is. I, I just I, I have a problem. And this is a former player, Luther Maddie, because if he was a current player, our defense would probably be better. But um, <laughs> how come Fuente doesn't have him there? Well, because he graduated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if they graduate, I'm not going to get mad. But um <laughs> Uh, it's a problem I have with former players and current players that get on Twitter and try to attack fans. Like, why don't you just worry about your job? Like, and Luther Matty's a former player, so he's allowed to have an opinion. I'm just saying when you go after fans, like you realize they're buying tickets and they're the reason you're able to have a scholarship, right? Like, okay. I mean, a decent enough point talking about former players though. And this one's being awesome. Uh, um, our boy, oh, he died just blanked on his name. Uh, our fullback from two years ago, and he did the fourth quarter lead in. It was so Sam awesome. Rogers. Oh, it was awesome. Did you see the video of that? No. I'll tweet it. But that we have a terrible news tradition where we took the hokey pokey out, which I'm not a big fan of the hokey pokey, but whatever. They took oh, it out. Oh, that's the lame. Between the third and fourth quarter, they took it out. I don't know why they took it out. And now they have a former player, somebody come out there to get the all fans all fired up, and it never works. That's it's, so it's terrible. Stupid. Well, 
the fourth quarter awesome. is our worst quarter. This one except was awesome. I was doing stuff around the house and I, you know, cleaned, I swept like I never swept before. And I cleaned mm. a dish like I never cleaned a dish before. It was awesome. I'm going to post the clip. It was the best one of those ever got. We ever had Whit Babcock finally was right on that one because it, it only took a year and almost two full so seasons. Stupid. I hate <laughs> that. I did not know they were doing that. It's been a while since I've been able to go to a game in Blacksburg, but yeah. that is so dumb. I don't, my gosh. See, see this video before you completely write it off. It was uh, awesome. I'm going to write it off. Jay, uh, so UVA and Tech, uh, if UVA will be in a bowl game, it will be a lower tier game, but probably a decent game. They just went to the military bowl last and year. And lost to Navy, yeah. So they won't go to that one again, but look for them in like the pinstripe bowl. I doubt they get dropped all the way to the Detroit bowl. Why would uh, they not I go to the military I, bowl again? They very well could go to the military bowl again. They might not. The way the new tier system works, it, they're trying to avoid teams going to the same bowl games year two years in a row. So uh, just they might not. Okay. But while I talk about the other pinstripe bowl or the Detroit bowl, if tech wins, those are probably the destination for Virginia tech. One of those bottom of the ACC games or the military bowl. So cool. They got to win first. We'll talk about that next week. JMU won. They beat Delaware. That's not that surprising. A lot of confidence coming out of that team going to Colgate. I, th I think Colgate's pretty good, so I, yeah. I'm not just writing that as some kind of win. Uh, I will say Colgate doesn't have a win against a team with a winning record, which I guess is confidence for JMU, but, man, that offense didn't give me a lot of confidence against no. Delaware. That offense looked pretty bad. So I just don't think Narduzzi's very good. Uh, yeah, offense is going to have to play much better. Um, yeah. I think JMU is too predictable on first and second downs. I think when they do try to mix it up, it typically works, so I think they should try to do that more often. But, I mean, we'll see. I'm not a coach. Um, JMU is going to do whatever they're going to do, and uh, hopefully they win. If they do win, they're going to the Fargo Dome and into the road there. So, Yeah, they, that's going to be hard for them to overcome. Hopefully we're talking about that next week. Hopefully JMU maximizes what they can do. All right, let's talk about the big boys. Bama, Auburn, not much to talk about. Bama did what Bama does. Yeah, I thought Auburn got kind of robbed on that one holding call that took away a 75-yard touchdown. That would have given them a 7 nothing lead there early. But other than that, Auburn didn't look very good. So it was still interesting after that, though. I mean, there was still a moment. Oh, that yeah. Game no, where I was like, it was oh, close for a half. Yeah. It was close for a half. And then the second yeah. half happened and Alabama killed him. That's what Bama does. Ohio State owns Michigan. That's been uh, stated clearly now. I don't know how the people on TV are realistically having a conversation who should be ranked higher, Ohio State or Oklahoma. How do you look at Ohio State and Oklahoma? Look at those two resumes and go, yeah, Ohio State should be ranked out of them. Yeah, I think Oklahoma still has the advantage now, but what if, I mean, Texas might just beat them this week. I don't just Texas might beat them. Northwestern might beat Ohio State. Northwestern, I don't think will beat Ohio State. Yeah, pro you're probably right. Northwestern beat Purdue, and Purdue waxed Ohio State. So that that's the transit. We're going to go the transit of property through Purdue is where we're going. Hey, it's an engineering school. That works. Ohio State played Purdue not that long ago. Yeah, I, I don't think Northwestern is going to, play ohio state that toughly i just don't like maryland i just don't see like it indiana like purdue I, I don't think if you want to compare it to the maryland game i don't think northwestern has an offense that can keep up with ohio state maryland kind of did i don't think northwestern does yeah i don't think ohio state's gonna score that many points we'll see the game i've been waiting to talk about i watched it not too many people i know watched it I guess it was on SEC Network. Maybe it not was. everybody knows how to find <laughs> the 600. I just totally but. forgot that there's a game on there. 
Texas A&M, LSU, seven overtimes. Final score, 74 to 71. It was awesome. It's as good as it sounds. It was tied at 31 going into overtime. Mm -hmm. And then in overtime, Texas A&M scores 43 and LSU scores 41. For the first four overtimes, it just seemed, it, it was predictable that it was going to the next overtime because it just felt like they were doing the exact same pace and plays. And it just, it was just perfect karma. Every time one team made a big play, the other team came back, made a big play. It was, it was fun to watch two teams. I really don't care that much about because they yeah. don't, aren't making a play in the national title talk. It was fun as crap to watch. I loved it. And I watched that. How many are six overtime games with like UConn and uh, Syracuse in the last year of the Big East in the Madison Square Garden. Maybe it wasn't the last year of the Big East, but it was towards the end. It College was, basketball. I had, that, I had that same feel in there uh, in, from that game. So it was awesome. It was one of those historic games, highest scoring game ever. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool, wasn't it? Kind of like when we had this argument like back at the beginning of the NFL season, I said the NFL should adopt an overtime system like college, and you said no, that would be dumb. Could I you don't imagine like if that this they game start on the twenty five? Could you I imagine if like this it. game ended in a tie? I don't like that they start on the twenty five. I don't want it to tie. I don't like a tie. I never argued with you that the tie is great. Oh, I I, just, I gave you that the NFL could start at the fifty yard line. The fifty if they did like college and it started at the fifty, so at least you were like yeah, on that you needed a first field. down, but both two. teams having a shot from the 50. I don't know. I don't know. This was fun. This was fun. Both teams having a shot from the 50. You don't like the idea that both teams would have the ball. I just don't like if you three and out right there and then punt it inside the 10, you're I, I guess you're punting. not punting. You're going for it on fourth down. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not there yet. I haven't given that enough thought. This was fun. The per game one that the thing I like the most, if you go back on ESPN and look at the game breakdown, looking on the game cast, it has the win probability graph and it's a mm -hmm. seismograph. It's just like goes <laughs> from 100 to the other hundred to the other. It's so awesome. It, it was a fun game. Yeah, I saw the highlights of it. You texted me and I didn't look at my phone and I'll get to why I wasn't watching the game later. But um, I saw the highlights. I saw the Gatorade bath. That was a little premature and ends up looking really bad when they lose the game. Yeah, yeah. For LSU, but <laughs> and I turned it over there right about the the bath time because it was in the um, game on ABC, the Notre Dame game. They mentioned like, hey, that game's close. Um, you know, Texas A&M has a chance to come back and tie. And I turned it over there, so I I think I turned it right when Texas A&M thought they had lost it, and LSU dumped Gator around the coach. It was a bad look kind of added to the the story of it. It's a bloody sock kind of thing. It, you know, it's, oh, it's just going to be there forever. All right. Here comes my rant. North Carolina, the university down there, the Tar Heels, mm -hmm. they fired their coach. Don't I, have a problem with that. I have no problem with that. Not a well-run organization down there. That guy's an idiot. Suspending players for bad things. The players getting a fight at the end of the game this last week. That's not and it was completely UNC guy being a little troublemaker. And the head coach, uh, his conspiracy theories on concussions. Oh, yeah. I mean, just bizarre. He should have been Bizar fired that second. But Yeah, you, like, I don't know how you keep your kid in college under his watch <laughs> I, if that's that how he That guy proves that he knows nothing about anything. So. But he's gone. He's yeah. history. Good. Speaking of history, they bring in Mac Brown. Mm hmm. You know, I think this is probably easily the worst hire that I've ever seen. 
This is such a terrible hire. This is me saying it's a worse hire than Louisville bring in uh, that guy back, and they've already fired him. Yeah. Uh, that is a, this is the worst hire. This is a terrible hire at UNC. This is so bad. Who is going to go play for this guy? Who is going to go play for old Mac Brown, the guy that got run out of Texas for being old Mac Brown? Who is, who's going to go play for Mac Brown, who last three years ago when UVA had a job opening, same time we did, Mac Brown raised his hand and said, hey, I'm interested in the UVA job. And UVA, who is terrible at that time especially, said, nah, we're good. We don't need you, Mac Brown. Who is going to go play for Mac Brown? At best, this team with Mac Brown is a borderline bowl team. Every year, they're going to be hoping to get that six win. They aren't going to be good. And in three years, they're going to be looking for another new coach. I actually agree with you 100%. When you said that you wanted to talk about this and you were going to put it in the A block, I just said, okay, because I was a little worried the direction you were going to go because I know how much you love Frank. And to me, Frank Beamer and Mac Brown are kind of the same guy. Um, well, Mac Brown won a national championship. Yeah, so plus one. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, um, <So>. yeah, I, <laughs> I was kind of, when I saw, when you told me that, because you were like, oh, I'm talking about Mac Brown, I was like, what happened to Mac Brown? Like, I, I was wondering, he was so old. I was like, oh, Is did he, he pass okay? away? Like, that's sad. Um, but then you said that UNC hired him, UNC hired him. And I was like, Oh, well, how is he going to relate to kids? Like Like who's going to go, how is he going to recruit kids? He's been out of the game so long. No kid is going to remember his time at Texas. Yes. And if you're an old guy as a coach and you're awesome, you're a good, good coach. People will go play with you, but he's not any good. He's not, he's He's not been good for a while. Yeah. I am thankful North Carolina's in the coastal. Yeah, man, the coastal <laughs> division is really bad. UVA should be happy about this hire because yeah, they it's know a win. they're going to be better than somebody. Yeah, it's a win. Oh, I we, agree. It's, it's it's a bad hire. That's okay. UNC's a basketball school, so I any any other hire would have been good here. Did they know that Texas Tech fired their coach that Cleansbury or that oh, I couldn't believe they fired him. What was that about? That he got fired. Could they go just get him automatically and just say, what walk is right that about? You're better than what we got. You're better than Mac Brown. Why did they fire him? That made no sense. Cliff now, Kingsbury. If wanted to call him and say, Hey, come OC for us for two years and build your resume and go back out. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, I would love to fire our <laughs> offensive coordinator. I was talking about that last week. I Plus, mean, I, we'll get Cliff there. Kingsbury would probably take one look at our quarterbacks and pick a different one that hasn't started a game yet. I'm cool for a freshman. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's not going to happen. He's going to go be head coach somewhere. Uh, yeah, because he's going to get Mike London can be a head coach somewhere, so can him. So can he. So. Oh, he's he's back at a head coaching role. I think William and Mary hired him. That's what I'm saying. That that is what I'm, I know. London's back. London got coached by William and Mary. He so Kingsbury go coach somewhere this year as a head coach. Yeah, he but does he want to drop to the something. FCS or would he rather be a coordinator at the FBS level? I don't know, but you'd have to approach it. If you're Fuente, you'd have to approach it, acknowledge it. Hey, give me two years. Like, don't, don't give me one year. Just like, give me two years and then you can go like, yeah, we can write a four year contract if you want, but two years, you can be like, you can get out of it and go be a head coach. That's fine. Just come help us for two years. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything about NFL to talk about? No. All right. No strong feelings. Let's move on. And we're going to just jump to the D block when we get back.
Okay, Leland, we are back with the D block. No interview this week, so we're going to skip right to the D block. Something we forgot to mention in the A block, though, uh, Duke lost in college basketball. Yeah, it's probably good for them. In all honesty, the hype had gotten so big around them. They were going to lose at some point. They're young. they got to learn those lessons. And the way they lost with Barrett just kind of ball hogging down the stretch, probably a good loss for them can kind of get the – you know, the spotlight off them a touch. It's still Duke. They're going to still have the spotlight on them, but probably a decent loss for them. And it's to Gonzaga. It's not like they lost to some terrible team. Uh, let's talk about tech real quick. They uh, won uh, an easy victory. They didn't really, they didn't really play much anybody there in St. Francis, um, but Hey, they held St. Francis to 35 points. I mean, we just have the same defense as UVA, right? Yeah, uh, we're just like UVA. Um, we haven't lost to UMBC, so plus one. And um, yeah, what's up, number four? We're coming for you. Can't wait to play them. Um, they're not any good. Don't respect them. Tony Bennett's a bum. <laughs> no. In, in all seriousness, um, it's St. Francis. Uh, it's good to hold a team under 40 points because UVA has a parade every time they do it, even when it is nobody. Uh, but... It's a big game in the Big Ten Challenge against Penn State. It's a game that I think Tech should win. Um, and then after that, it's yikers. This non-conference schedule is not great outside of Purdue. The Purdue win. Thank goodness we got it. Because you just look at this again. I mean, I'm going to read off this schedule, okay? Penn State yeah. in, the, in the Big Ten Challenge. Central Connecticut State. Uh, VMI. South Carolina State. Washington. North Carolina A&T. Maryland Eastern Shore. Not Maryland, Baltimore County, right? No. Okay. Um, who we would beat if we played them. We would. Uh, the, the thing is, our non-conference schedule usually is about like this. It, it, this isn't that odd. A lot of teams looks like this. Duke Duke and Kentucky and Kansas, they all get in that early season tournament and play each other, and then they do play other big games. That's that's fine. It's what. It's what's fun about college basketball. The big boys play each other early in the season. It's it's fun. But it's good for our team to get our feet on our ground. And also the fact we've never gotten through that swimmingly. Or maybe not never, but we don't often get through that really easily. So I'm fine with giving ourselves a chance at going to ACC play with a pretty good record. No, I agree. I, I think good point. Um, they, they do have to get through it. And I think it'll be interesting to see if they do. UVA did beat a uh, ranked Wisconsin team, even though apparently that's nobody. And um, they're playing Maryland in the Big Ten Challenge, so that'll be interesting to see if Maryland can uh, take them down. Yeah, Penn State finished up a little bit that last year. That's the only reason we're getting them. I mean, they finished up in the Big Ten. It's all about where they finished last year for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They try to match you up evenly um, and not have the exact same matchups at the top with, like, Duke and Indiana every year or Duke and... Uh, who else is good in the Big Ten? Ohio State or Michigan or someone like that. So um, it, it just stinks that Penn State doesn't really have that big a name. Um, but I, I, hopefully we can win that game. I, I, I don't. I am a Virginia Tech basketball fan, so I do not count any chickens before they hatch. No, I agree. Um, I do want to touch on JMU uh, since that's where I went to school. Um, they have lost two overtime games now to the Citadel and Oral Roberts, who. They they lose so many overtime games. Uh, when you're not playing the ODAC or Conference USA, apparently it gets a little tough. Uh, we couldn't beat Citadel from the Southern Conference, which is a mighty basketball conference, as I'm sure you know. Does Mike uh, Houston coach that team? Like, is it like he 
did he stick around down there to still catch coach them in basketball? No, we're coached by. Uh, I'm talking Citadel. That's where Houston came from. But we yeah, got Lewis Rowe at JMU. Right. Yeah. It's Rowe, but it's not Mike Rowe, and it's not Dirty Jobs because <laughs> even they have their limits. They won't coach JMU basketball. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have no respect for men, the men's team. They're just not very good. They haven't been even the year they made the tournament. Like three of the top teams in the conference had to be kicked out of the conference tournament for academic <laughs> reasons. Like it just, it was a perfect storm for Matt Brady to hang around and save his job, which that was the worst part of it. He yeah. was going to get fired until he won the conference tournament. Yeah. He was on his way out. Imagine who we could have as coach if, or who they could have. I, he, I, well, I, we could have had Jarvis before that from St. John's. My funny thing with JMU, uh, my wife being a JMU graduate, and we watch a lot of JMU sports, and I, honestly, we go to a lot of games up there. I always say we for JMU when they're winning, but if they lose or don't do something good, it's like her JMU. Like, I just, I, I'm, I'm only possessive when they're good, so. <laughs> oh, man, that's bad, Leland. All right, what's dominating your life? Uh, what's dominating my life is the reason I didn't watch that Texas A&M LSU seven overtime game um, because I got distracted. I was watching blowouts everywhere on college football Saturday. So I flipped on the Netflix machine and uh, started watching a show with uh, Rob Stark. Um, I realize that's not his real name, but that's who he plays in Game of Thrones. The guy who plays Rob Stark in Game of Thrones is in a Netflix show called Bodyguard. Uh, the first season is up on Netflix. It felt like a show that was definitely designed for one season. In fact, they admitted as much. But because it was so popular, they've decided to start the process of maybe doing a season two. I don't know if I'm going to like season two, but season one was really good. So is this like a continuation from Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston? Is there good music, good singing, good belting out some good ballads from my Whitney? Zero ballads, uh, zero Whitney Houston, and no Kevin Costner. And I feel like it has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Have you seen The Bodyguard to know? Uh, to, be, to be honest... No. Yeah, I, 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 I've probably had it on like a USA channel at some point. It's been on, but I don't know if I've really seen it no. either. So, all right, I'll have to check that one out. I'm like four shows behind on what you've recommended, but uh, that's life. What's dominating <laughs> my life? Um, I'm not going to get all Christmassy for an, a month here. We'll talk about Christmas when it's Christmas time, but it's after Thanksgiving. Decorations are starting to go up. We went out and bought a tree on Sunday, and it was nice. Um, I have a good secret spot that I'm not going to tell anybody about, but we find good trees for good price. But it reminded me while I was carrying the thing into the house of Gaffigan's comedy, where he talks about like the guy gets, cuts a tree down and brings it in the house. He's like, it sounds like the behavior of a drunk guy. He's like, Oh, we'll put this tree in here. We'll take all the lights and put them out there. It's just, it's hilarious. And so it reminded me of Gaffigan comedy. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Gaffigan comedy, it's good. A fairly family-friendly comedy, um, as about as family-friendly as you're going to get with any good comedy. Right. Uh, so check him out, and if you haven't heard him in a while, go catch up on him because he still makes you laugh. He's the guy that makes fun of people eating hot pockets and uh, talks a lot about food and um, bacon and stuff. So great comedian. Check him out if you haven't seen him. I've seen him live too, and it was so awesome. I haven't seen him live. I haven't seen. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen any. St- uh, stand-up comedy live but uh his it's netflix fun. his netflix stuff on there his netflix specials are hilarious he's yep. got a couple of specials that weren't netflix specials but they're on netflix now 
Um, those are great too. Uh, the last one he did, I've watched it. I've watched all the things on Netflix of Jim Gaffigan and Patton Oswalt for that matter. Jim Gaffigan, a little more family friendly than Patton Oswalt, but, um, but, but yeah, Jim Gaffigan's hilarious. Um, man, the last one he did too, really funny. I recommend go see somebody, some live comedy. It's, it's fun. Uh, I've gone to some comedy club kind of stuff and that's always fun. But at tech, they used to always have comedians coming through and it, I don't know. I like being in the room when like everybody's laughing. Oh, that's true. Thing. I it's take fun. that back. I saw one Craig Robinson was at JMU oh. one time. Well, and that's probably a bigger name than most people I saw at tech. That's good. Yeah. All right. What I know that you need to know, I'll go first this time. And I didn't know this. Apparently everybody else does, but at Alabama this week, the field was so wet. They brought in helicopters and just like went right above the field with the propellers and got the airflow and dried out the field. I'd never seen that happen before. I thought it was awesome. I, I I'll take, I'll take it that Alabama's not innovative and that's not the first time it was ever done, but I just think it's cool. Whenever, whoever the first person to do that is awesome. That was cool as crap to see two helicopters flying right next to each other on a football field, drying that thing out. I loved it. I want to open up a helicopter business after this season of high school football and all these games getting moved up to Thursday and over to Saturday and all that. I want to start just flying over high school football fields at four o'clock on Fridays and, and letting them play. No high school is going to pay you to do that because <laughs> uh, that's expensive. But yeah, no, when you, when you texted this to me, I know I rained on your parade, but I honestly, cool. I honestly, I honestly, it, yeah, it's cool, I guess. But you were like, Oh, I can't believe they did that. And I was like, it's been done for years now. Like this I like isn't your impression new. of my text voice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like, <laughs> like that's how you read my texts when I send them to you. I oh, do you turn it to the SEC network. It's an awesome seven overtime game. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, Leland. I'm watching the bodyguard. Get off. <laughs> but no, I texted you a link and you were very upset that I texted you the link because you're like, we'll talk about it on the podcast. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I'll tweet out the link you sent me because it was it explained it. It was cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah it's been done before. Um, it'll know. get done again, but hopefully by me. I think it's awesome. Sure. What do you know that I need to know? Other than that, helicopters have existed for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what I know, know that you need to know is Baker Mayfield doesn't understand how jobs work. Um, and this just I, goes, I believe that <laughs> further into the Baker Mayfield has never had a hard day in his life column. Uh, when he is complaining that Hugh Jackson took a job with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, after he was head coach of the Cleveland Browns already this year saying he didn't like how he's a guy who's asking us to play for him. And now he's going to go into another locker room where we play that team twice a year. That just doesn't seem right. Um, you Ball guys coach. fired him. Like, yeah. He's going to take a job. I got news for you. Hugh Jackson is glad there was a job because after that coaching performance in Cleveland, honestly, I thought his next job might be in college. So to, for him to be for a pro My, team Mike to call London him, took that job. Yeah. For a pro <laughs> team to call and say, Hey, we want to hire you. I'm sure Hugh Jackson was like, yeah, sure. Wherever. I don't care. And where's he going to, it's not going to get worse. He can't go to a more toxic environment than Cleveland. So and didn't Cleveland rock him. Cleveland did crush him. So, I mean, Hugh Jackson's probably going to get fired immediately because he helped in no way game plan for that game. Or maybe that's, that's the problem. Reason Cincinnati hired him. It's like, hey, we can get two wins. Tell us everything you know. Maybe Sad that's the is, problem. He maybe he did the preparation for that game, and that's why they <laughs> lost. But uh, reading, hearing Baker Mayfield's comments after the game, he's like, oh, I had a real problem with him going over there. I'm like, dude, that's jobs. Like, that's coaching. Like, that happens – 
Um, I, I guess the only thing I would compare it to would be if like Baker Mayfield started his college career at Texas Tech and then transferred to Oklahoma because they play in the same conference. Oh, he did that. Oh, wait, that did happen. Yeah. Didn't have a problem with that, though, did he? He did not. Baker Mayfield's still young. That gets proven. He's still stupid. He's still stupid. All right. Well, that's been a good podcast. Sorry we didn't have an interview this week. We will make up for it in the future. We got big time interviews on our list coming up. So keep coming around for the different voices. Please interact with us on Twitter, on Facebook. I every week have someone talking trash to me in response to things you you have said. That's the way I like it. They said, Joe said this and I disagree and he's wrong. I'm like, well, tell him, tell him on comment. Yeah. Do comment on it. I do want to see it. I do love that. Your first reaction is to immediately text Leland and make it his problem because that's (laughs) my goal in life. But, um, but um, comment on the links, Uh, Facebook, Facebook. I will probably see it quicker, but if you do it on Twitter, Leland will bring it to my attention. So um, Jeff, 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 Wright, You do a great job. You talk, you talk it right on there. Everybody follow in Jeff's uh, line of thinking there and just talk direct trash to Joe. He can handle it. He's a big boy. Yeah. Just, he sounds really negative and on the brink here. He's not. He's stable. You can you can talk bad to him directly. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I will be able to take it. It actually will probably make me laugh. If what you say is funny, it will definitely make me laugh. Um, because I understand. I, I do. This is going to surprise people. I do engage in a little hyperbole sometimes on this podcast. <laughs> what? And on air. Uh, for ESPN 1240. But um, yeah, so I'm sure Jeff Wright is going to have a problem with what I said about UVA basketball and or football. That's fine. Uh, if you are a UVA football or basketball fan and have a problem with what I say, feel free to comment on Twitter or Facebook. If you're a Virginia Tech fan and say, why am I still so negative about the upcoming Marshall game? Feel free to tell me why we should be, why I should have any positives because to be honest, I think Marshall's better than UVA. So I'm really worried about that game. Um, and I don't, but Man, I, I can't believe we won last week. I still can't. I no. watched it back Saturday morning to make sure it was real. Yeah. God, we ah, own them. Man, doesn't feel good. The thing I hate that we forgot to talk about before we close this thing out, and you called it, JMU soccer beat Virginia Tech soccer. JMU moves on to the Sweet 16. Congratulations to your Dukes. I wish it was the Hokies, but good, good job, you guys. Madison, James Madison. That's enough. All right, so next, <laughs> <laughs> next week we'll be back. And hopefully we're talking about setting up a state championship game for Riverheads. But either way, we'll have plenty to talk about next week as we wrap up high school football seasons coming to an end. College football coming to an end. Lots to talk about. We'll be back next week. Subscribe, follow, talk trash to Joe. We'll see you next week. Before you close, I'll let you close again because I cut you off here. But I just – and we call the Raven Steelers the Yak Bowl. Um. I want to let you know what they call soccer matches between rivals. And since this is you and me, these are our alma maters. Anytime JMU and Virginia Tech play, we ha- we need to call it the Yak Sports Derby because that's what they refer to games uh, against rivals in England. Speaking of, uh, the Merseyside Derby is this weekend, Liverpool-Everton. So let's go Reds. <laughs> you snuck it in there. Everybody left when I said bye anyway. See you all next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.